for how many turns? Just one right away. 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 Just one right away. Just one right away. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Sterling Cooper, David. Steve, it's a podcast. You probably know that because you probably downloaded this using some kind of podcasting app, perhaps Juice or iPod or X. <laughs> yeah, probably not those. Um, I think I had Juice running on a Windows 98 machine. That's how old that is. All right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's where I've watched Mad Men a lot. Steve hasn't watched it before, except he's like almost done the series because that's where we are. Anyway, hey, yeah, we're season- almost done. Yeah, we're getting there. Uh, halfway through season three. Yeah. How are yeah. things in Guacamora? <laughs> um, it's actually quite nice out here today, although it's not as hot as it was yesterday, but okay. you know, it's 14 yeah. degrees Celsius. Very nice. Which is something in Fahrenheit for those yeah. of you. I, I can't do the math in my head. So uh, double it and add thirty is the is yeah. the, is the yeah. rough the rough so, version. So that's, that's twenty eight plus fifty eight. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's roughly that. Yeah, it's yeah. twenty four here. I went for a bike ride this morning and then I got about five k in and I blew a tire. Uh huh. So I had to call the pit crew, also known as my wife, and sure. uh, she came and picked me up and then I put a new tire on and then went for another ride. So yeah. And happily, the tire didn't blow. But anyway, um, anytime I get a chance to take out all my bicycle repair tools, it's kind of a win. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's kind of fun doing mm-hmm. that. So there's, I got that going for me. Well, you um, paid for them. You might as well use See, them. this is the thing. I've paid for all the all the ridiculous amount of stuff that I have to, has to do with cycling. Exactly. So you might as well use it. Um, so today we're talking, as Steve mentioned, that we're basically getting close to the end of season six. Well, half of the season six, uh, yep. this is man with a plan. And that plan is to be a loser, not loser, yeah. be a boring person. I think yep. more than anything, uh, <laughs> original air date of this is May 12th, 2013. Yes. Uh, and today is Friday, the 13th, 2022. It is. it is. Although it's not my father's birthday. His is in July. He was born on Friday, the 13th. Very nice. My father was born on Friday the 13th. That's good. The uh yes, I I uh I like that. That's that's kind of yeah. cool. You could say that about you know, it just makes you a bad seed automatically. Yep. That's what right? I told him. That's yeah. what I told him. That's yeah. what I told him. Just makes you a bad seed. Um yeah, it's like it's Friday the 13th. I mean, uh, this would be the time, folks, to get your money out of Bitcoin. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> quickly. Bad, bad luck. Quickly as possible. The frozen orange juice uh, reports have come in. (laughs) Yes, Steve, referring, of course, ladies and gentlemen, to trading places. The Dan Aykroyd, uh, Eddie Murphy. Who else was in that? Uh, Donna Uh, Michi. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Curtis. Um, Ralph Bellamy. Ralph Bellamy. And Donna Michi. Is that right? Donna Michi. Yeah, Yeah. they played the the racist two uh, guys. Yeah, and the best part of that is Harry Crane mentions Don Amici when he hands when he when he gives Don the when he gives Don Draper the walking stick in season exactly. one episode. Well, I guess it's two. They view the part. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The first episode of season one. I don't know if it's first half or second half. But yes, so there's a tie into the podcast. Um, yes. yes. So we're talking about Man with a Plan, which. But we need to start first. We remember do. what I told you. We did. You start are correct. With. You are correct. Um, um, yes. So for listeners who probably already knew this um, and were probably yelling at their things, don't throw, throw against the wall for anything I say. But normally 
I do because I'm an academic and I'm a cultural studies guy. I usually if I if I'm watching shows, like I'm the kind of guy who picks up takes out the IMDb page as I'm watching something to mm-hmm. check out all the actors and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I I because of who I am and what I do, I usually do a lot of research. So I know what's going on, but because yep. I'm trying to keep this show, because you do research, you end up getting spoilers. Yep, of course. Right? So I'm, I'm trying to avoid that. I do some research, like there, there's some sort of historical events that I can't quite remember, um, you know, like when the Tet, exactly Tet, Tet Offensive started and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I'll, I'll look up stuff after I've watched the show. Um, but this means that I, I got something wrong last time because afterwards i did some research Mm because i said i want to know for sure right and i'm specifically talking about that fall right that pete does Mm -hmm. down the stairs and so i hadn't done any research that it might have been a mistake yes it might have been a blooper that they kept yes exactly i've since done research because i've watched the episode and i'm okay with with it Mm -hmm. um and, and apparently it was not a blooper apparently it was in the script really and um they 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 had to sort of shoot it eight or nine times in order to get the, in order to get a right, uh, the, the right one. Oh, so poor Vince Carthizer. <laughs> yep. So, so just for those people, um, the reason I didn't know this is because I, as I said, I'm trying to keep myself virginal. Yes. Um, in terms of spoilers. Um, so I did, but I did do that research and I found out that it was actually in the script originally. So that's well, there we go. Uh, freshest so. today's headlines. Yep. Good to know. Um, yep. And that episode was actually pretty decent. This one isn't as bad as I think, though this is literally my least favorite episode of the whole series. Yeah, I could it see that. Really is. But there's some really there's some good stuff in here, but it's interspersed with stuff that makes me want to throw things. And the um, problem um, and the problem with the the, the good stuff yeah. is there's not enough of the good stuff and too much of the stuff. I agree. Like but, scenes go on too long. There are too many of them. It's like yeah. uh yeah, and those scenes that go on, and there's too many of them involved on and Sylvia. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's kind. It's I always because I teach, as you know. Um, I, this is always the, the kind of stuff that I think when when you read a student's paper and you go, "You're saying this because you need more words." You don't. You're trying to get to the word count yeah. on the assignment, yeah. so you're just adding words yeah. that don't really make sense. Yep, that's what it felt like. That is what it felt like. Um, and like I said, there is stuff in here that I actually quite like. It, the problem is it's interspersed with things that I, it's one of the few bits of things that I, I literally now fast forward over. I didn't, when I watched it yeah. again for this, but I normally just go, no, I'm going to skip this. I'm skipping this scene. I don't want to watch this. Uh, and it's not solely because they're uncomfortable, but because they're supposed to be uncomfortable. No. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with seeing things that are uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but when they serve, they don't serve much purpose for me is, is, is what I'm saying. Yeah. The, the thing that I think is, is they're trying to be sexy, but it's just boring. Yeah. It is boring and it's not even like, offensive like, or anything. It's no, just boring. No, it's just, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's I mean, a, I, I have no problems with, with, you know, kind of sexy sexualized thing on, no, on television, like, but it's an adult you know, show. Yeah. make it interesting. Make it interesting. Exactly. And it's kind of wastes some of the really great moments uh, oh. that I think John Slattery does a really nice job directing yeah. this episode. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the stuff I think just gets wasted with it, which is really a shame. Uh, and then yeah. we get RFK's death at the end, which I think we get cheated out of something because. Yeah, me too. And, and, that, and that's what I mean is like, we get so much of the other, the Don and Sylvia, stuff that the impact of 
Bobby Kennedy's death at the end is lost. Yes. In no, a way exactly. it wasn't with say JFK. Oh no, exactly. Right. Well, they did a whole episode, two episodes really on JFK. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. And what last week was uh, Martin Luther King, which is Martin Luther King. Seriously powerful stuff. Exactly. Um, the um, uh, we open with Dawn in the elevator, uh, and he overhears Arnie and Sylvia having an argument. Uh, she's pissed at at, at, at um, him leaving his job, I think, uh, and spending yeah. all the money on the kid. I think. I think she sends money to her son at the University of Michigan, which is yeah. fine. Um, and uh, you know, it's uh, as you note here in our document, the selfish woman complaining that her husband is selfish. <laughs> yeah. Um, essentially yeah um it's funny it's it's hard to be on sylvia's side in any of this partly because arnie is. is presented as a good guy because i think he's a good yeah. guy yeah uh, partly because she's sleeping with the neighbor which you're not supposed to do yeah. um the character herself isn't a bad character but no, it's, it's no. hard to it's hard to have a lot of sympathetic views towards her that's yeah yeah, what I would say, I, and and this is perhaps a little bit more of a a, a um, bad comparison because mm-hmm. Betty is such is such an integral part to the series. Well, yeah, pretty. But like 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 when when Betty does something shitty, yeah, you can kind of still be on her side. Yes, because you have a kind of depth to the character. Yes, and and so you can you can recognize mm-hmm. why she's doing it. Even as you do not like what what she is doing, you you can you can condemn what her actions, yes, but you can understand yeah. why she does it because you have that depth of character, yeah. And I think that's the problem that I, maybe I'm having with this character, Sylvia, is like I, I don't have enough. You know, it's just another hypocritical yeah. Catholic woman to me, right? You know, and, and that, I, and that know, frankly, uh, I'll tell you, that's true <laughs> because I know. don't I don't think we're going to see more of her, of course, because yeah. she lives in the building um though this as we see at the end of the episode ends the affair um i don't think there's a lot more to her that's shown to us so we don't know and i think that's the thing and it could be that arnie is a complete asshole but we don't know that yeah and it doesn't he's not presented that way he's presented as a standard 1960s sexist guy but he seems like a decent fellow you know yeah so we don't get the that he's holding her down or anything right Right. we don't see that it could be there but it's not presented to us. Whereas um, like with say in first season with Midge. Yep. I mean, it, that's perfectly okay. That we don't get a lot about her because she is just, yes, we're, we're, we're not supposed to either sympathize with her or dislike her or anything like that. She's just, you know, Don's bit on the side and she's got some interesting friends and, yeah, that's and right. when she appears, it's cool because we get the beat Nicks and, and this, yeah. but here I, I think we're, we're, we're supposed to feel something for Sylvia, but it's like, I don't have, I don't know her well enough. To care yeah that's my view too uh it sounds and, mean i know but yeah you know, it, it's just you like, know it does in a way but i feel the same way and i've seen this thing 27 times <laughs> yeah. i feel that way still you know? like i said i fast forward over this and there's nothing else in the show i fast forward over yeah um but i do over this um i went for coffee yeah i mean sure um everything's moving everybody's moving into the sterling cooper draper price offices and they're going to eventually i guess change the name um and then we get ginzo <laughs> being bizarre i saw yep. you taking a little tour i thought you were tall but now that i see you're just about my height and kevin rom yeah. is like six inches taller yeah. than ben feldman yeah by the yeah. way kevin rom liked one of my tweets yesterday i'm just saying cool so i was pretty excited about that um 
And, uh, <laughs> and of course, you know, Ted replies, well, I hope you can still look up to me. You're very quick. Yeah. Like, it's like, he, he has no, like, there's no filter eh, with Ginsburg. Like there's none. It's, yeah. it's, it's incredible. It's like when in Seinfeld, when George Costanza says the little man in his head uh, quit because of uh, <laughs> exhaustion. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's no filter. Jones handing out the office assignments. Uh, she meets Ted's secretary, Mora or Moira. They pronounce it two different ways. Um, and uh, she gives Moira, Moira the uh, thing that she's written the assignments. And she's very happy to see yeah. Peggy, which is interesting because they've been kind of rivalish over the years. So it's kind of nice that they seem yeah. very pleased to see each other. Yeah. Um, but again, I, th- I think that shows a. Uh, a character development in Joan. It really does. No, Joan right. isn't viewing everything as a ladder to be moved up to, to get married to somebody. Like she yeah. doesn't look at exactly. the world like that anymore. Exactly. Which is a hell of a change. Which is a good thing. Oh, so yeah, it's, it's of course, it's a good, it's just, definitely just different. in case, in case people aren't clear, I think it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Just in case you're clear folks, Steve doesn't think 1950s gender roles are appropriate. No, um, I do. I do not. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, I like when she says, how's your little boy? And, uh, she says, he's the man in my life. And then Joan says to Peggy, how's yours? <laughs> Which yeah. is, I thought were really clever. And of course, Peggy gets it right away. And she says, we bought a building together. Yeah. Uh, and you know, that scene right there, that was great. I enjoyed yeah. that bit. That was because a good I, scene. That was really good. Um, it kind of sets things up because now Peggy's in Harry's old office. Yeah. So I can, I can see like a future thing. It's almost like a demotion for her. It's like. Yeah, I'm right. Back here again. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? I'm back here again. I can't believe that I'm, you know, it's, it's, you know, once they, every time I, I, I get out, they pull me back in. Um, and then we get to the uh, boardroom and Bert's reading a speech that I guess he's going to read to the assembled after they've all started yes. working together. And it's funny because he has, it's, this just shows, it underlines how Bert has no creativity. It's yeah. like the, the, the speech stops what's written there and he doesn't even say and i guess we should finish this he just says and yeah. he just sits down <laughs> yeah, I like goes, that. in conclusion <laughs> and then he just and then he, and then he realizes he doesn't have the second page that's right so he just sits down he just sits down i also like the way he says aspirine instead of aspirin yeah. which must be yeah. another an alternative pronunciation from the tw- 20s or something probably um saint joseph's children's aspirin i remember that stuff mm-hmm. um they were little little um like pink colored aspirins. Yeah, pink, pink. Yeah, yeah. I remember them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Blue, blue, and blue and pink label on the front, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, in closing, it's <laughs> <laughs> so good. So Don takes the last seat, uh, and I love the fact that you know Pete arrives, and it's actually pointed out that you know you arrive, you arrived later than Don. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like everybody knows. You know, he's going to be late. If you're yeah. later than him, you're definitely late for you're this. Really meeting. late. Um. And, um, <laughs> and of course we see, I think it's going to be nice seeing Roger and um, Jim Cutler kind of sparring, but also kind yeah. of working together. Cause they're basically yeah. two sides of the same coin. Yeah. They're both a little weaselly, but kind of funny. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know, he says, you know, the Fleischman's margarine wants yeah. the Dawn and Ted's first love child. <laughs> Fleischman's <laughs> groovy. Jesus. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. Groovy. The fact that he's pushing 40 and he's saying groovy, he's yeah. trying a little hard. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I think that's one of the things that we get in this episode that I like mm-hmm. is the difference between Ted and Don. Very much so. 
you know? Yeah. They're different people. Uh, yeah. And they're both very creative and all this stuff, but one of them seems like he might actually be a decent person. Yeah, um, exactly. And, uh, oh, Ted's going to fly up to visit yep. Hank Lamont. So Ted's a pilot. Ted's a pilot. Ted's a pilot. Well, of course, most of these guys would have been in the military and some yep. of them would have been pilots. That's yep. just how it worked. Yep. You know, that's, 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 I assume that that's kind of why he, why he would be knows how to fly, thought to fly a plane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can let you in on a small spoiler. It isn't much of one. There is one other pilot on the, on the, of, in the characters we know, there's another pilot who was a pilot in World War II. You'll find that out later in the series. Um, and it's not like it's telegraphed in any way. It, it won't, right, it won't right. go, yeah. oh, I saw that coming. It's just, you know, oh, interesting. It's Is like it Pappy that. Boeington? Yes, Pappy Boeington shows up okay, along, with, cool, uh, cool. Along, along with Richard Bong. And uh, let's see, who else? Yep. Trying to think. Uh, Buzz, Buzz Burling. Burling. <laughs> yep, there we go. I, I got you there, for, I got there with, just before you. He went, both went with Buzz Burling. Oh, well, he's Canadian. So he's Canadian. We, we, exactly. we need the CanCon, right? Yeah. And uh, Eric Hartman shows up, oddly enough, uh, after his 352 kills in the Eastern Front. Mm-hmm. Um, this is getting just stupid. I'm, I apologize, everyone. Buzz <laughs> Burling died flying for the Israeli Air Force. He did on, on his way there, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, my grandfather knew him in the war. Okay. They're both from Montreal, so. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. And, and he knew him, and he said the, the, he was called Buzz not because uh, of his playing, of, of the way he f- Flew a plane. He was called that because, as a kid, he literally would go around pretending to be a plane, going. So he was a little bit. What did my grand? Weird. My grandfather had an expression that he he said he was. It was a little bit. I forget what it was, but it was. It wasn't off his rocker, but it was something like that. Yeah. My grandfather also also met Billy Bishop at ten, who he claimed at ten o'clock in the morning was hammered. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Came to inspect a bunch of pilots. My grandfather's like, this guy's wasted. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Right. Uh, though Pete's mom, this is kind of sad, is starting to show signs of dementia. Uh, though Pete's mom is a, yeah. is a great, she's a great guy. She's a great actor. I, I, I see yeah. her in so many things that, that actor. She's wonderful. Um, she's, you know, um, she wants a gin and tonic. And apparently the, I guess the superintendent <laughs> at the building is used to his mother showing up. Yeah. <laughs> so he makes a gin and tonic for her. And I guess he'll show up later. Yeah. Um, I also happening. like this scene because it, it kind of shows how, despite the fact that, you know, um, Pete may not like this, he's kind of turning out to be his father. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is he ever? Because that, that's what she says. She she thinks it's she her, think- his father's place where he had his prostitutes. Yes. But no, it's where Pete has his prostitutes. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. He's he's become his father in a lot of respects. Yeah. Um, the only difference is he's not squandering all the money on oysters and club memberships, no, as they said. No, uh, no. But it, it's always sad seeing somebody like that. Oh, we, we, Bert Peterson. Bert Peterson is back. Yep. Uh, he sees this. He sees this whole thing as a win. Everything's going to be great for Bert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You 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 know that's not going to work out that way. Well, of course not. And also because that actor at the time was on like eighteen different shows. Yeah. It's not eighteen, but at the time he was on. Within a very short period of time, he was in Jericho, Mad Men, um, uh, 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 Man in the High Castle, um, okay. Designated Survivor. And there's like two other shows he was on. He would come on TV and I'd, I'd go, oh, it's that guy again. It's like he had all the yeah. jobs. Yeah. He, he's a certain type. He's like a aggrieved late middle-aged man. Is, is he plays that yeah. kind of <laughs> type really well. Um, the phone rings. And of course, Peggy says, you want me to get that? Which I... 
I like that. That was funny. Yeah. And of course, Don walks away and he's, oh, he's still a cold fish. Okay. <laughs> That's great, Bert. Um, he's annoying as hell. He's yeah. really annoying. Uh, it's Sylvia on the phone. Great. Yeah. Great. Um, I've just written woman who thinks it's more again. <laughs> it's just, and I don't, you know, I mean, fine. I, I'm not going to judge too much people's morality because it's, a, it's, these are fake people. Yeah. And frankly, they're all kind of immoral. So that's, I just don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I again, get, you know, for me, it's, it's having grown up in the Catholic church and seeing so many ca- hypocritical Catholic mm-hmm. people. Right. You know, and, and she's a, she, if she were, weren't so moralistic herself. Yes. yes. You know, it's like Frank Burns on, on MASH, right? <laughs> you know, he, he's, he, he's, he's cheating with, with Margaret Houlihan, which is fine, but he's so overly moralistic yes. and condemning of other people. Yes. That and and I mean that's and that's why you, you're that's, supposed to hate the character. Is, hate is, the character is yeah. because he is this hypocrite. But she she's kind of like that, except except maybe not as obviously. But you know mm-hmm. she 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 that's that's and that's why I can't like her is because it's like okay cheating around. Okay, fine. Everybody's everybody got, people doing this show. Things. Yeah. That's yeah. that's fine. Yep. Um, but then to be so archly moralistic towards other people. It's, yeah. And it's like, well, you know, and I get that we're supposed to dislike that and that's fine. I mean, that's, that's good. That's the characters made that way. And I understand that that's why it's done. What I don't like is that I don't see her motivation for cheating on her husband. Exactly. Like I just don't see it. And we should, because we know her husband, it's different with every other affair he's had because we don't know their lives. Right. Right. So we have Miss Farrell who went into this, went into what eyes wide open. Yep. Um, her motivation is she has a thing for Dawn. Fine. Yeah. Um, That's fine. Midge is probably somewhat a the hedonist. same way. Yeah, she's uh, kind of hedonist, right? Yeah, and a, and a hedonist, exactly. So that's it's fine. Um, and so many others, you know, Bobby Barrett, etc. Yeah. But this, I we actually get to see her husband. We know her home yeah. life to a point. Yet we have. We, <laughs> I'm just given no reason why she feels like this. And except yeah, that exactly. maybe, you know, it may be that she feels uh, oppressed because system's oppressive. Sure. Sure. But tell us that then. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's what I mean when I talk about depth It's like, we don't, we don't see any of, the, of that depth, No. you know? And yeah. So a housewife who is frustrated with, with the lack of um, social mobility, work mm-hmm. ability to work and express yourself that I can see, yeah. but, you know, all I know about her is she is very Catholic and that's kind of it. It's yeah. Like, okay. I know it's annoying. Um, now Roger firing Burt Peterson. I, I struggle sometimes laughing when people lose jobs because I shouldn't, yeah. but yeah. it's really funny. Um, yeah. I think that's why Burt is presented in such, such an obnoxious way through the episode is, is like, because if, if, if he, if he, if he's like, Oh, I'm really glad that we have this job. I have this job back. Then we feel bad for him. And had he said something like that. Yeah. Um, instead of his sort of, I don't know, almost, well, there'll be a lot of good flights to Detroit. Hey, eh, Don. <laughs> yeah. No, no, don't do it yeah. like that. It looks like the worm has turned. And yeah. it's like, shut up, shut yeah. up and listen. Maybe say, yeah. Here's what I was thinking. 
no, none of that. Yeah. Um, so we get, you know, we get the, uh, <laughs> Roger says, you don't realize how much you enjoyed something. <laughs> he liked firing him. Um, yeah. Uh, no, Bert, I'm letting you go again. <laughs> you know, you're a real prick. Because you know, you know in a that? situation like this, there, there's there's going to be job losses in a situation like this. Sure, because some people are literally, I mean, this is one of the few times when the word redundant isn't just a euphemism for exactly. firing somebody. You don't need two people in a lot of these jobs that only have right. one person, right? And right. Bert was in accounting, right? And accounts, yep. and they have a lot yep. of account people. Yep. So they don't need Bert Peterson. And nope. they were going to get rid of somebody else probably, but no, they get rid of Bert. Um, damn it, Bert, you stole my goodbye. <laughs> a real prick, you know that. Uh, it's, it's really, it is funny. Um, then, of course, Bob Benson arrives uh, always at the inopportune time um, yeah. to report to Bert. And he says, uh, put your head, be- head between your uh, knees and kiss your ass goodbye, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, so Bert, at least this time, doesn't go out completely destroying the place like he did last time. No. Um, and then we get the Don and Sylvia scene, blah, blah, yep. blah. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what can you say? I, can, I have nothing to say about it. I, I, I just wrote such a waste of a good actress. It really is. It really is. Because, I mean, she's and it's not like the performances are bad or anything. No, the performances are great. Yeah, it's all. It's just that the depth that I expect from this TV show isn't there. I understand the idea of it showing Dawn's patterns repeating. I'm not stupid. I can yes. see that even with my horrible vision. Yes. Um, but I don't, anyway, um, this seems too long and I'm just going to skip talking about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. That seems fair. Sure. I think, I think yep. yeah. uh, the creatives are getting together with Ted. Um, and if, uh, and, and everybody, and, and, and uh, one of them says to, uh, to Stan, you worked on the Daisy? No, on the KKK, the Daisy ad, yeah. of course, is a famous ad that I believe was only shown once. Yep. Uh, anti, yep. uh, Barry Goldwater, Barry Goldwater ad from Lyndon Johnson's little, little girl with, with the Daisy. And then there's a nuclear explosion. It is very effective. Oh, it's an incredible ad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is an gr- incredible ad, but, um, you know, yeah, it's probably good. It was only shown once. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. some of those legendary ads in history were only shown once. The Macintosh uh, yep. 1984 ad was shown once. Yep. So and then there and then there was that one that um, when Chrétien was running for prime oh. minister. Do you remember that when uh, the uh, conservatives came out with a big picture of his face and yeah. said, "Would you want somebody who looked like this to be prime minister?" Yeah, and it was uh, people who don't know uh, our prime minister was that three prime ministers ago, Jean Chrétien. Yeah. Uh, he, when he was a kid, he had uh, polio, so half his face yep. is. Pull up, uh, frozen, frozen. Paralyzed. It's paralyzed. So he talks, uh, and to quote him, uh, at least I talk out of only one side of my mouth, not both sides, like some yeah. conservatives I know. Um, yeah. So, so not only not only was it sort of shallow in the fact that they were focusing on his um, on his looks, looks but it was because he had this terrible disease, yeah, he which he dis- survived. He had a disability. Had a disability so let's 20- attack a disabled <laughs> person. Very <laughs> yeah. on brand conservative party. Of yeah, they, they ended up with two, two, two seats in the parliament that year. Yeah. So it's like, and, hmm. yeah. Well, they went from having 180 something to two. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was shown, I believe that was shown once and it was pulled. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so that's another sort of legendary ad. Uh, political ads yeah. mostly Kim, are horrible. Kim Campbell running for uh, prime minister and John Tory. Yeah. Was the mayor of Toronto manager. was her campaign, campaign manager. He's, and I'll tell you, both, that guy. I don't know. 
Yeah. They they both said, "Well, we didn't know it was happening." So it's like, "Okay, so that so either you ran this shitty <laughs> no, ad or so... you didn't know that somebody was running this shitty you ad." You want to run a country? Worse. Yeah. As I always say, <laughs> you want to be you want to be my latex salesman? Uh yeah, yeah it's exactly. it's not good. Um anyway, so they've, you know, and of course Stan is talking about that. Um Yeah, and, and I, Ted I, wants to rap about margarine. Let's <laughs> rap about margarine. I'm impressed you waited 15 minutes. Um, he said, yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed. Well, yeah, you know, I'd say no, you waited 15 minutes where you talked to us pretty good. Uh, and then they start rapping about margarine. And I, I do love what, what Ginsburg says, because he says everything I think about margarine greasy. Yeah. It's not butter. It's cheap. People hate it. <laughs> that would be if I was listing the qualities of margarine. Yep. I don't know that I've bought margarine in maybe 30 years, Steve. Oh, okay. It grosses me. I find it disgusting. Um, yeah. It's gross. But, uh, and that's when Ted says, hates it. Nobody hates it. And like, and of course, Stan's like, well, I like it. Of course, Stan's, yeah. pro- Stan's probably high. Yeah. So he's <laughs> a free toast, right? Yeah. I can just imagine him high sort of eating it with a spoon. <laughs> yeah. You know, this margarine is not bad, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I made that ad. Um and then, of course, Peggy is right about Napoleon III uh, developing yep. his scientists. It wasn't really Napoleon III who, de- who developed it. He told them to no. make something like butter, and they took it on campaign in their many disastrous campaigns. Yes. Uh, Napoleon III. I know what I'll do. I'll install an emperor in Mexico. Why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah. You know what I'll do? I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I'll keep falling for these provocations, and then I'll declare war on Prussia. That'll work out for everybody. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, folks, go back and read about the Franco-Prussian War and find out how important Napoleon III was to the 20th and even 21st centuries. Um, Ted's very impressed with the Napoleon III thing. So that's yes. interesting. Um, also, the fact that Peggy must have a really good memory because that's the kind of thing that you would hear as, an, as a sideline in a high school class. So she must have a really good memory, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Okay, now we are back with Sylvia and Don, and I'll say just a couple of things here. Um, yep. When he says, I don't want to hear about your husband, I get that. And we heard yep. Midge say that to Don about, I don't want to hear about your wife, et cetera. And that's, yep. I, that is perfectly fine. And I get yep. the part where they're trying to make me feel like this dominant submissive thing. I want you to get on your hands and knees and find my shoes. Yeah. It's, yeah, supposed, to be, it's supposed to make me uncomfortable, and that's fine. I have no problem feeling uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's supposed to be boring. kinky or something, but I it's boring. Yeah, yep. it's, exactly. It's just I get boring. that. <clears throat> it's just boring. If done um, right, I can I, I can watch that stuff and enjoy it, you know. Sure, of course. As a, of you course. know, as a voyeur. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah. this isn't hot at all and it no. doesn't do any it, it, it's just I guess it's supposed to show us I don't know what's supposed to show us. I actually I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. But 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 and this is the thing that annoys me is like they do mention something that's interesting because they talk about, they talk about, uh, she talks about her son. Yes. That's why she's but, been arguing with Arnie, I'm guessing. Yeah. But they never explain that this is 1968 and he's in Paris. Yeah. Right. It's like, it, it's never really clear unless you know. Yeah. Like, like, you know, you and I do. Yeah. You know, even if you just mention sort of the, the troubles in, in Paris, yeah. right? This is not just a mother sort of babying her son. 
he's in a, he's in a place where there are riots going on. Yeah. Right. Daily. Yeah. You know, he, he, he's in a place where he is in danger. His life is actually in, yeah. Possibly yeah, in danger. Exactly. That's right. Right. Even if, even if he's not, that's what she's thinking. Well, I, I'm a parent. Right? I would think that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, and so, you know, but, but, but they don't give us that. Yeah. No. And so it's hard to feel for her because. Yeah, and it would involve don't... Steve. It would be one sentence. It would be one effing yeah. sentence. If she said. Exactly. The thing about Mitchell's in, in, in Paris and I'm just so upset and I can't. And if he said, stop talking about your, your family or something that yeah. then it'd be like, oh, okay, it's different. She wants an escape. I can almost, I still think these scenes are too long, but I can at least say, oh, I see yeah. what's going on. Um, yeah. Uh, everybody's eating margarine, which again, I find just, disc- I just, margarine's so gross. Um, it's not really food. It's, it's up there with skim no, it's milk. It's not really food. It's up there yeah. with skim milk. I don't know why these things exist. Don makes it back for the meeting. He's only 40 minutes late and Ted's mad. And to me, it's like, gee, you got Don Draper 40 minutes That's late. Early. That's early for Don He's Draper. Early. That's early. But we're seeing the clash of cultures of the two firms, right? Because yeah. doesn't Ted say, come on, I've been working with creative people all my life. 10 minutes, yeah. 15 minutes, no problem. It's like, no, dude, you really don't know who you merged with, do you? Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, of course, Don says, don't answer the phone again. And now that... I don't mind so much. Yeah. Uh, and she actually, I think she starts to masturbate when the phone rings again. So, yeah. and that's okay. I have no problem with that. It's kind of, that's better than the other scenes. Yeah. Because anyway. it's short. <laughs> yeah, that's probably, it's mercifully short. Uh, well, Don's going to do what Don does, which is drink up someone under the table to exert dominance. Yeah. This, this is a, uh, at the time when this episode came out, I read a review, I think in Slate, they called this episode Dom Draper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Don shows up with a bottle of CC uh, and he's going to do his old trick. You know, I can just drink anybody into the table. Um, if you don't want to drink, you don't have to drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the way he says that. And it's Don. Um, and he's trying to show up Ted, as you mentioned in our document here, yep. of course. Um so they start, and I never count how many, but I think they each eventually have about six, which in a yeah. period of about 25 minutes, which is a, lot, a of, lot of booze. It's a lot of booze at once. Um, Bud and Pete are trying to figure out what to do with their mother. Um, I went to a meeting this morning, and there was no chair for me. <laughs> Pete is such an idiot. Oh, God. Well, his world is unraveling, right? It so. really is. Yeah, he's not married, or at least he's separated now. Um his mom is going to need some kind of care because it sounds like Bud's family's been doing the care. Yep. Now Pete's going to have to. Um, they got into a dispute about Earl Grey or Major Grey. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's, that's good. Uh, and she's hit, hit hit his wife with a with a tea towel across the face. God, what a horrible woman. Uh, that's funny. Um, yeah, and Pete's got nothing. And Don, Don, no. Don can leave, as you mentioned here, Don can leave and come and go as he pleases. Yeah. Pete's like, I'm called, totally trapped. What do I do? Yeah. Yep. Cause Don, Don is Don, right? Exactly. Uh, people, he doesn't, people he doesn't, give... I mean, he outranks Pete, but not crazily. They're both no. partners. Pete's junior. He's not, but you know, but Don just is like, yeah, well, I just do whatever the hell I want. So I'll talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs> and people tolerate that. Because he's Don Draper and he's good and they know he's good. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they look, they're like, and they go like, ah, that's Don. Yeah. It's just Don. Boys that's, being boys. Yeah. 
Yeah. Don Manny being Manny, Don being Don. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, actually, as an aside, that's a, that's a that's a talent I have. Not yeah. the leaving whenever I want, though I do. But I get my work mm-hmm. done. But I say things sometimes, and people go, you know, if anybody else said that, they'd be in a great deal of trouble. And people just go, yeah. oh, that's Broadbeck. That's what he's like. Yeah. I don't know how I can do that. It's something I inherited from my father. Um, <laughs> really people is. just ignore me. People just ignore me. <laughs> Whatever works, man. Which is probably best. It's, it's probably like, best. You know, it's yeah. probably best. Um, I like how Ted's got an approach that every brand is Gilligan's Island. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's actually kind of funny because he's like, uh, okay, so I don't know who the Marilyn Monroe blonde is, redhead is, but let's say, I think Fleischman's is the professor because of, you know, nutrition and facts and figures. Yeah. Figuring the whole thing out. Imperial is Thurston Alva third. <laughs> Very funny. Um, and uh, Don says, you know, it's it's interesting that you have it down to a formula. Yeah. Um, so Don's actually right there. That's a subtle dig. Yeah. Not so subtle dig. It's like, I'm creative. You have a way of plugging things into yeah. a formula. Yeah. And then he uses his sort of, I can paint a picture with words thing to make Ted's stomach sick. I think that's what he's doing, right? Yep. Yep, okay. definitely, because he he, know, he knows Ted's not used to drinking so much. So yeah, he's not used to splitting a 750 milliliter bottle of CC in the middle of an afternoon. Yeah, because there's a point there's a point there where when they first start drinking, uh, Ted kind of looks at him and goes, what, you want to lie down? And now in this scene, Ted is lying down. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I thought, hey, that's nice. I like that. I've, I've got to eat something. And he's like, yeah. got, to, got to get some more toast. <laughs> that's an ice count, isn't it? <laughs> yeah that's what he says doesn't ice count that's a good line it's a good line um so a package arrives for sylvia from Saks Fifth avenue it's addressed um that's all i'm going to say about that yeah uh, wow what did i what I, I think i'm trying to write the word meanwhile but i've written mean meanwhile. Me, mean meanwhile which is really really at the same time <laughs> so yep. mean meanwhile mean jones meanwhile. jones become quite ill and i don't know what her fear is like is it because she's afraid that if she leaves, people will perceive her as weak? Or I think like, that's I don't, part of it. I think that's because I mean, she's a also a partner, on. you know. Yeah. And if she just said, "I don't feel well, I'm going home." Yeah. So it's kind of an odd choice, but I guess it's because it's the first day with all the CGC people. Doesn't yeah. want to look bad. Maybe yeah. she's concerned Mora will yeah. take her job. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It's just it's 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 an odd thing. But uh, eventually, Bob's going to help her, so it'll be nice. Yeah. Uh, Ted wants to know who people will vote for. He's all hammered. I'm taking a Yeah, point. he's really hammered. <laughs> uh, and of course, everybody is either, you know, is Bobby Kennedy. At this point, it looks like Bobby Kennedy is going to get the nomination because if yes. he wins the California primary, he's probably got it. Yeah, he, pro- he probably he probably would have won, won that. Um, he probably would have the Democratic the, nomination. I don't know if he would have won. Nomination for president but i think he could have you know i really do i think he could have i think he could have i i think it would have been a lot closer than it was oh yeah i think it would have been closer right you know? yes yes i think, I, it think it would, I think it would have been more of a kind of jfk nixon, nixon kind again. of split not yeah. necessarily in 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 bobby's favor it might have been in nixon's favor yeah but i think it would have been that close one way I think or the so. other i think so too um and i still wonder about like who would he have taken as a running mate yeah uh, it's just and 
you know, uh, like I said, I think last week, you know, I, I just imagine him in MLK as, as a, as a yeah. ticket and it would just, of course he'd be dead by then. Yeah. But um, yeah, Bobby probably would have won the nomination. So it's like McCarthy's off the table. Now Hubert Humphrey isn't even in the race yet. No, nope. because Bobby is, looks like he's going to win it. Um, and LBJ's out. So it turns out yeah, the well, Matt, LBJ you know, was, I mean, he had the famous thing, the well, famous speech, you know, yeah. I will not, I will not accept the nomination yeah. where he, where he says, I forget the exact words, but so if nominated, yeah. I will, you know, he will I will not run if elected. I will not serve something to that effect. Yeah. yeah. Something, something along those lines, because he, he realized that he couldn't win. Yeah. He can't win. Cause of Vietnam, he just couldn't win. Yep. There's no because way. Cause that blind spot of his of Vietnam. And it's, we've mentioned this before, uh, in a lot of respects, he may have been the most progressive president the United States yes. ever had. Uh, in fact, I, I would go so far as to, to say, no, he, it's not a may have. He was yeah. the most progressive he, president. Yeah. And, and weirdly, I would put Eisenhower second. Yeah, that's that's fair. Because Eisenhower, because LBJ kind of built on a lot of the stuff that Eisenhower put in. Yeah. You know, in terms of in terms of like civil rights and stuff like that, Eisenhower. Yeah. I mean, we, we Kennedy gets gets the kudos, but it's, I think it's really Eisenhower mm-hmm. and uh, LBJ who kind of solidify it. I'm not saying Kennedy wouldn't have. No, no, I'm of just course. saying that he he, he we he don't know. Yeah, he he didn't get the chance. Never got the chance. Yeah, um, but of course, Mathis, uh, <laughs> Mathis is <laughs> voting for Nixon, and I love he's when that's when Ted passes out. Like he just his head just goes yeah. down and he goes. Oh, he's just completely floored by it. Um, yeah. And don't you have any hope? Yeah. And then passes out. That's <laughs> pretty funny. Um, Bob's actually trying to be nice with Joan, which is nice. In fact, I think he is not just trying. I think he is being nice. I think we're actually seeing a yeah. real person here. Um, yeah. It's hard to say ever with Bob Benson. Yeah. Um, and I, I think we also, cause, cause he's so obsequious in, in other times we can kind of see how that works to his advantage. Because he's able to get Joan in, yeah. right? You know, um, yeah. she drank furniture polish. Yeah, he, he's able to kind of sort of figure out what what it will take to get the nurse to look at her. Didn't have her glasses on, yeah. um, though. I remember furniture polish bottles that looked like booze bottles, so I could yeah. see that actually when I was a kid. So I could see that actually. Also, it often had some alcohol in it of some sort. So it would make you, um, you'd get hammered. Yeah. yeah that's why, that's why, you know, people, drank, people it. drank it. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, he knows what he's doing there. So that's actually, I don't think he's being a weasel and his obsequiousness actually works. So nope. now everybody has a skill and that's his. Yep. Um, yeah. And then Don says, you exist for me in this room, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yep. Um, as you note, is this supposed to be sexy? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> It just isn't, and it wasn't no, it the first isn't. time I saw it. See, this is the thing. The first, I want. Let's compare this to when Megan's cleaning the apartment, season yes. five, episode one, and yes. she's in her uh, underwear, and yep. uh, she's, and you. That's when, when we realize, oh, oh, I see what's going on here. This is like a little game they yep. play, and she makes yep. fun of he's he's old and he he can't touch her. And all this, and it's yeah. like, oh, that's hot. Actually, that was that was actually pretty sexy. Yeah. This isn't. It really yeah. isn't. This is not like that. No. no, it just isn't. Not at all. Not at all. Again, um, I, I, because I don't, I don't get a sense of her. Right. I mean, it's I like, yeah, we know who Peggy. We know who not Peggy, but the, uh, uh, the Megan is. We know who Megan is, so we can yeah. see you know. that 
oh, I see what's going on here. She's playing off the young versus older thing. Uh, okay, cool. That's that's kind of fun. Yeah. And and I I I think in that that scene we also see that Dawn really is attracted to her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whereas here, it, it the way it comes across is he just needs somebody to sleep with, so he's going to sleep with her. Yeah, and it's like, not like, like it's not yes. it's not even like he's it does he doesn't even seem to be attracted to her. No. No. Right. You know, you no. know, and, yeah, and yeah. if it was even if it was just that, I could go, OK, fair enough. Yeah, you fine. Know, you're attracted to her. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Ted goes and visits Ted Glee. Uh, sorry, Frank Gleason in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, his description of Don Draper. He doesn't talk for long stretches. Then he's incredibly eloquent. Yes, that's yeah. you've seen Mad Men. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and then that's when his uh, uh, Frank gives him the. Um, advice to give him the early rounds he'll tire when he, uh, yep. he'll tire himself out which eh, fair enough and he also says walk in there like you own half the place because you own half the place yeah yep. <laughs> um uh we get pete and his mom uh he hasn't told his mom that he split with trudy of course no um i'll have the cook make you your favorite for dinner yeah <laughs> uh, i get a feeling she probably didn't even have a cook anymore so she's just completely off in her no. own place yeah. you know and at, and at one point she says she's waiting for for Peter, he says, Mom, I am Peter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I've dealt with people who are, I'm not sure about that level of dementia. Like when my dad was sick, my dad had brain cancer, so he yeah. got confused a lot. Yeah. Um, and it was sometimes frustrating and frankly, sometimes quite funny, um, which I think frustrated him even more when I'd laugh at what he said. Yeah. <laughs> Probably didn't help, but you can't help it, you know? Um, but I've never dealt with someone in this kind of situation. So I don't yeah. really know what it would be I mean, be like. I have to like, not, not a family member, but mm -hmm. you know, friends, uh, sure. family members. So I've had sure. some experience with this, but not, 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 not a lot. Yeah. So I mean, this didn't, I mean, so I guess if I had that kind of experience, I would find this a little sadder, but um, yeah. for the most part, yeah. I think, and it's not really being played for comedy, which I appreciate. No. Uh, that's no. good. Um, so we end up with, uh, Pete confronting Don, uh, sorry, Peggy confronting Don. Yeah. Uh, I hoped he would rub off on you, but or, or not Don on Ted. I hope yeah. he would run off, rub off on you, but you seem to have, no, he's talking, she's talking to Don. You've rubbed off on him. Yeah. yeah. Um, now see, I think Peggy's being more than a little self-absorbed. <laughs> I think she is too. I, I've noticed she's a bit of full of herself because it's almost like she's like, well, you know, I know you merged, so you could get me back here. And yeah. <laughs> like, that's clearly understood in that, in that discussion yes. there. And, and it's really not, it's, that's not why they did it at all. That's they not why they get did Chevy. It. Right. You know? Um, yeah. And I think also Dawn wanted another challenge and I think Ted wanted another challenge and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. It had very little to do with Peggy. Um, she also does tell him to move forward, which is interesting because that's yeah, exactly that's I, a that's Dawn a good line. That's a good line. I, yeah. I, I I like that one. Move forward. Yeah, that's that's a Dawn thing, so that's good. Yeah. Um. So Pete's meeting with Harry, um, and and then it turns out Pete's mom is starting a fire, yeah. which I think is a nod to The Sopranos. Um. Okay. Tony gets a call. Was talking to his mother when she burns up uh, like a fire starts in her kitchen with a, oh, okay. with a pan of mushrooms. This, yeah. I think it's a, an homage to the surprise. I really, I, I think it is. Um, but yeah, 
Uh, and it's interesting that Harry's become Pete's confidant, as you notice here. Yeah. Note here, uh, yeah. Because we haven't seen that before, really. No, no. And 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 I, I mean, again, we get we see Harry sort of like he always keeps getting knocked down to the worst office. That, that's his comment. It's like, you know, Pete says, I want to come to you for advice. He says, why? Every time something happens, I, I'm knocked down to a worse office. Why are you coming to me? I'm clearly not being able to do anything myself. Oh, Harry. Oh, Harry, Harry, Harry. Harry could turn anything into something about Harry Crane. Like yeah. if Harry Crane's, if the, if the character Harry Crane is still alive today, he's trying yeah. to figure out how Putin's invasion of Ukraine affects him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's the Austin Matthews. He's the Austin man. Matthews. <laughs> uh, some of these are just for me and Steve. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> of course, Don goes back to Sylvia, blah, blah, Yeah, blah, I just blah. have Sylvia and Yawn. Yeah. So. And again, as you know, in our document here, too many scenes. There's too many of these. It's yeah, there's too many of them. Um, now, Ted does a little bit of, oh, I'm, I'll show Draper. Exactly. And I love this. I love this I, because me too. they get in the plane. And when he says, when Dawn says something and Ted says, not now, that's not him screwing around. That's don't no. talk to me right now. Yep. Until we get above the clouds. They're flying in a storm by yep. instruments, which, yeah. uh, you know, is how JFK Jr. died. Yeah. He was yeah. in a storm and he, he didn't he didn't have the ability. He, he didn't have the experience to fly in the storm by instruments. And he ended up crashing. Yeah. And if you ever watch Mayday Air Crash Investigations, yep. a lot of times I, these are things that happen. I watched that episode. Yeah. Yeah. They had, these things happen. And also, um, also yeah. I want this to be. Yeah. An homage, yeah, to Colombo. Okay, sure. Because in in the because there before the series that we know we yep. know there were the two two TV movies sort of and they're kind of considered the two pilots. Okay, but in in the second pilot from 1971, mm-hmm. Ransom for a Dead Man, uh, <laughs> what a with, great title. I know <laughs> Lee Lee Grant is a killer, and, and and if you haven't watched Colombo, that that's not a spoiler because they tell you who's a the killer. They tell you who's the killer in the right. So you, act, you folks, know right from the beginning yeah. who the killer is. So Lee Grant is playing the killer. Um, she's killed her husband, and then she's claiming that he has been kidnapped. Right. That's why it's uh, a ransom for a dead man. Right. Because she's she's giving giving ransom. Um, um, I won't give the spoiler about how how Colombo figures it out, but um, when there, she's a pilot as well. And there's a point where he's really kind of pushing at her because he, by this point, he suspects that she's the killer. Yeah. Um, and she knows that he suspects it. Yeah. One of the beautiful things about Columbo is watching, seeing that point where he figures it out. And it's usually yeah. about a third of the way through, I would yeah, say. Where Columbo's like, oh, I know who did this. Now I'm going yeah, to make uh, them yeah, more and more uncomfortable until yeah. they admit it. <laughs> it's just, okay, now I know. I just got to figure out how and get yeah. the evidence. Yeah. It's like, okay, now I know who did it. But there's a scene where she takes him up in, in the plane. Okay. Um, and it's not oh! quite the same. It's no, not I quite the this. same. Okay. But she she kind of starts doing stunt flying mm-hmm. because he's afraid of flying, or at least he pretends to be afraid of flying. Yeah. And so she 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 keeps moving the plane around to make him airsick and stuff like that. So it, this scene kind of reminded me. Nice. Of it. Now in Colombo, it's longer because she's doing it for a different reason. But yeah. Um. You know, I I, I kind of hope that this is an homage to to Ransom for a Dead Man. I love when Don says, uh, no matter what I say, you're going to be the guy who uh, flew flew up here on in, in his plane. And Ted's like, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fucking right, buddy. Yeah. You may be able to outdrink me, but look what I could do. Yeah. Um, 
uh, Bob drops by with a gift for Kevin. So Joan is yep. fine. I like Kevin because Kevin basically is the same age as me. Kevin's born in 1965. Yep. He's just yep. slightly older than I am. Yep. Um, Joan's mom, of course, likes Bob, but Joan's mom likes all men. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it was an ovarian cyst, which is pretty harmless if you get it at the right time, but apparently but, incredibly painful. Yeah. So you can understand why. Yeah. She was worried. Yeah. You know, so she was confronting her mortality before, but what's going to happen yeah. all this stuff when they were in the waiting room. Yeah. And she, uh, he's like, no, no, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Yeah. And that's because at, at one point he says, do you still have your appendix? Like it's that kind of painful. That, that's what I you know, understand. Yeah. He, that it's like, he, super he, thinks, he thinks maybe it's appendicitis Yeah, because appendicitis is very painful as well. And so, he, you know, um, so, but she's yes. going to be okay. Which yes, is good. She's going to be fine. Which is um, good. Yeah. Which is good. Uh, now Pete gets mad at Clara, which I find every time Pete makes me like him, I hate him again. And it's very annoying. Yeah. Um, my mother can go to hell and Ted Chaw can fly her there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great line though. It, it is a good line. It's a great line. It's very good. Uh, when he finds out that he's missed the meeting, of course, because yeah. they flew up yeah. um, and they didn't wait for Pete. And of course, Pete is now being reminded that caring for your, now I, please folks, I don't actually believe this. Pete is being reminded yeah. that caring for your family is bad for your career. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and he's so insecure that. Yeah. That's he the feels thing. He can't get away with, right. It's, his, it's more guess, of his insecure. Like, like I, yeah. if he had just said, look, my mother's ill. Yeah. I can't go guys. Yeah. Or can, can we postpone it because of that? Or make sure you tell Ted Lamont, I wish I was here, but my mom's sick and I really have to go take exactly. care of her. I think everybody, exactly. even in the world of the hyper-masculine kind of toxic masculine world of madmen, yeah, people would go, oh, it's his mom. <laughs> like yeah. there's, a, there's a certain thing uh, when you say to anybody, my mom or my dad are sick and I'm taking care of them. People go, oh, yeah. cool. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Yep. Fine. So good, good. But Pete has no idea how the world works in a lot of weird respects. No. Um yeah, uh, as you said here, the selfish man who was forced to care about others. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's right. Um, uh, blah, blah, Dawn's. Okay, now this is good when Sylvia's had enough of this. Uh, and when she says, I think this is over, she means the whole thing. Finally, she yeah. figures out that she shouldn't be doing this. Um, yeah. And it's not just the Dom submissive thing. It's like the whole affair, this is done. Um, yeah. And then Dawn says, it's easy to give up on something when you're satisfied. It's when you're, yeah. Yeah, it's also easy when you're ashamed. Eh, it's good. Good one there, Sylvia. Um, yeah. Cause Dawn, I, like, I, I have a note. My note here is she's sad. At least he didn't leave her in the car. <laughs> yeah. She has to, to sulk out, slink out at like exactly. three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, I'll say that this is the most depth we've seen of Sylvia when she says that in the yeah. whole so far, which is not good. Um, Good line, though. I like how what she's done is reminding Don, because when he says, you know, it's easy to give up on something when you're satisfied, that's like something he'd say to a client. That's exactly, yeah. it, he's, he's doing, like, oh, I'm Don Draper, I can sell anything to anybody. And then she's reminding him, um, you know, this isn't plastic wrap. This yeah. is me. So like, like, that I do think is okay. Yep. Um, and like I say, you know, it, if they had given us more, yeah. then I could be sad for her. Yeah, I know. Like, even though I know it's going to go wrong, I was kind of sad for Suzanne. 
the yeah. way it happened. Yeah, me too. Right. You know, yeah. even though I know, you know, okay, dumb woman, it's, it, 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 it's more than she thinks it is. I felt sad for her because, yes. you know, I got a little bit of character depth. So I, I felt for her. Yes. Whereas here it's like, okay, I, I know I'm supposed to be sad, Yeah. but I don't feel it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, it's well put. Uh, it's sort of the same way I feel. I do like when Dawn loses his quote alpha male voice and says, "Please." Yeah. Because and Ham does a really good job there with, yeah, not great material, frankly, um, yeah. by making us realize that he needs this, not to be Dawn Draper, but to be Dick Whitman. Which, yeah, that's kind of a cool thing. And if yeah, this is a good scene between them. If, if yes, it, it is. If they would have taken out maybe. I wouldn't say necessarily take out those other scenes, but make them half the length they were. Yeah. I think this would be a lot better. And give us a little bit more motivation. Exactly. exactly. Like, why does he need her? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we okay, have... Suzanne, I can see. Even yes. Midge, I can see. You know, it's just, you know, even Bobby Barrett. Okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, it's like, why does he need her? No, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't no. understand. It's not clear. It's not clear. I mean, except for the idea that he's repeating patterns and we all get exactly. that. We all get that. Uh, but yeah, um, we find out that Margie got fired, which I feel bad about because I kind of liked her character. Um, yeah. Even though very small thing. Uh, Joan saves Bob's job. So, yes. and it's interesting. I don't think Bob did this to ingratiate himself to Joan. I really honestly think he cared about her. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but it did help. So it's funny. The one time yeah. he tries not to be a weasel, it helps him. <laughs> Yeah. So, because the other times he gets caught. Um, hey, look, now Megan shows up for the very last little yeah. bit. Don's not even listening to her. That bothers me. Um, yeah. And that's, and then we get RFK being shot. Um, Peter, they shot that poor Kennedy boy. They're shooting everybody. <laughs> She's right. That must have been yep. how it felt. It probably did, especially so so soon after, after Martin Luther King. Being yeah, because Martin Luther King's uh, April fourth. Uh, yep. RFK is, I think, June, early June as well, June. right? Yeah, early June. I can't remember exact date. Okay. June fifth, so, somewhere around there. You can look it up. I am going to look it up because I want to know and, the exact day. And the problem I have with this scene, while you're looking it up, uh, yep. the problem I have June with, 5th. with yeah, this, right. with yeah, um, the problem I have with this scene is like there's so little build up to it. No, I know. It's that sad. There's no, there's no impact. I think it, it may have been a choice they're making. Like, look, look, we did Martin Luther King last week. Yeah. Uh, I guess, and we did the Ted Offensive the week before that. Yeah. I don't know if we can do every week. Have a. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, the thing is, 1968 was like that. Every exactly. Week. I mean, that, I, I mean, that's the thing, and I get that. I get that. It's like, okay, now, do we have to do Bobby? Ken- well, we have to do Bobby Kennedy because he was such, it was such a big figure. But yeah. But you're right. I mean that that. That would, and then I, obviously I don't know what comes, but then the the episode after that, you can have characters reflecting on just mm-hmm. how much, the, you know, how tired they are, right? You know, it's it's like yeah. that COVID COVID fatigue that we have, yeah, right. You know, they they could they could do that 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 kind of fatigue where you know she's where she says you know Peter they're shooting everybody nowadays, right? That kind of thing, this kind of fatigue, yeah. You know, which which again, you know, I mean, I know it doesn't go into the seventies, but that's why you know that's why I'm I'm never too hard on the seventies, the me decade, yeah. is because it, because by seventy two, yeah. people are just so tired of the drama yeah. and stuff like that. They just they just want to go out and drink and dance and have fun. Yeah, and I mean, I, I guess younger people or people who aren't students of history, 
uh, of some sort, like we are, uh, in both things, we are both students of history and not young, yep. um, <laughs> maybe don't understand. If people think 2022 is wild, yeah, you should go back and look about what happened in 1968. Yeah, like exactly. And if you think people that, that say the states is divided yeah. now, go back and look at 1968. Yeah. Um, you know, think of these divisions plus a war that, yeah, that American the in. soldiers are actually in and dying in. Yeah. yeah. You know, plus assassinations, yeah. plus riots, yeah. plus major protests by both sides. Yes. So there you I mean, we often focus on the anti-war protests, but there are a lot of pro-war the, the hard hats too. The, the hard, hard hats, hats. Exactly. The, silent, the silent majority. Yep. Exactly. You know, and then you know, um you when you think of all this stuff, it's like no wonder in 75 they just wanted to disco dance and boogie on down to the yeah, disco. And no wonder in, you know, they just uh, want again, to have fun. And no wonder, even though there was a, you know, a, a pact with, I was it Angola? Yeah. They were like, yeah, no, we're just not sending any troops. Sorry, it's not a thing. We're not going to yeah. do that for a while. Exactly. We're going to wait yeah. until we can beat Grenada in a war. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, because exactly. this is, this is too much. And there's also conscription. Like it's just, it's, yeah. Go look up 1968. It's a different time. Um, yeah, like, like, like it was a lottery. Like it was an on, like, like people. It was literally a lottery. lottery. And it was on TV. Right? Yeah. It was on, I have, there are clips on YouTube. I, you know, sometimes I, I do a, a, a module on this in, in some of my mm -hmm. uh, classes. Um, you would sit on, in your room, in your TV, watch your TV, uh, in your living room, trying to see if your number is called yeah. and if your number is called yeah. that means that you're probably going to be sent to war yeah yeah how surreal I have does that be yeah right like you know yeah. even even just like conscription okay i get that the draft and stuff like that but to, to make it into this kind of lottery yeah that you would air on TV. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I was a kid, we used to watch the the the, the lotto draws in, in <laughs> no. Nova Scotia, right? You know, but yeah, that yeah. that was you won money. At least you won money. Thing. Exactly. The, yeah. This you, you get to go off to a foreign land that you've probably never heard of until now. Yeah. And possibly get killed. And possibly get killed. And at least perhaps witness some war crimes would be great. Uh yep. yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's an entirely different. You know, and I, I get why they did the lottery on TV. I get it was because we want yep. to make this transparent. We want you yep. to see that we're not fixing this. And it's not yep. just because our kids aren't going to go. No. I get why it was done, but it's surreal. Yeah, it is surreal. Um, and yeah, uh, uh, coverage, of course, happens. Every, everything fades to black. And yep. we get Reach Out in the Darkness by Friend and Lover, which is a very deep pull. And it's a it really is. good song. It is. Um, but it's a one hit wonder kind of thing. Yep. Uh, and it's got one of those weird things where they're kind of talking in the, in, they're not really talking. Yeah. He's kind of singing. Yeah. He also, um, uh, he sounds a lot like Will Forte from SNL. I just, and it drives okay. me crazy. Um, right. What did I miss Steve? Well, just, uh, well, two and a half things. Two and a half. Okay. The half thing, the, the half thing is you kind of mentioned it when you talked about Margie losing her job. Oh yeah. And there's a thing at the beginning, which kind of, which kind of again, it's it's dramatic irony, especially when you come with Bert, right? When when they come in and they're starting to 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 merge the creative, she says, "Well, it's been nice working with you, right?" Because Margie realizes that job losses are going to happen. Yep, and she hasn't been there as long. 
Right. And right. Peggy just showed up and they only need one woman. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and Peggy has a lot more seniority. Yes. Than Margie. Yes. And I, we also know that because she's a very minor character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And you know, it's even going... mentioned the week before when they say the Topaz people keep calling her Peggy. So, I mean, yeah. people yeah. view her as, well, she's the token woman. I mean, let's face facts yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and again, I like I like the scene with Roger and Bert. Yeah. Um, because I think the difference between Roger and Cutler is that Roger has a sense of humor. He does. Right. They're, they're very much similar characters, but Roger has a sense of humor. Yeah. Um, and I, I like the fact that he refers to Ken, Kenny, as a six, six foot version of Alan Ladd. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's great. Because Alan Ladd was notoriously short. Yes. He was like five foot two or something. Yeah. Something like that. And yep. so they also, they always had to do these kind of weird camera angles or put him on a box or something like or, that. So they that also, would... there's one, there's one, what's one of the many Westerns he was in where he's standing there talking to, to a woman and they had to, yeah. they dug a ditch. They she, dug she, a ditch. Dug ditch. So she yeah, could yeah. stand in. Yep. 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 So I I, enjoy, I enjoyed that, but but again, he's still kind of that all American kind of actor, right? Oh you yeah. Know, oh, Alan Ladd you know, is like, uh, yeah, Alan he's Ladd. he. Yep. Well, he's a lot like Ken Cosgrove, blonde, yeah, good exactly. looking guy. Yeah, except exactly. that Ken Cosgrove is six foot two, <laughs> yeah. and Alan Ladd was five foot two. No. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the only other thing is, uh, and this is not just because I was bored with the scenes, <laughs> um, but it, but it's also. Um, um, because I, I do literature, it, it's it's an occupational hazard. Um, <laughs> when when Don calls, Sylvia is reading the Last Picture Show. Yes, uh, by the novel by Larry McMurtry, um, who's probably best known for Lonesome the Lonesome Dove stuff. Yeah, um, the novels and then the subsequent uh, TV miniseries and stuff, uh, which was um, released in 1966, mm -hmm. and then in 1971 it becomes a movie um, with Sybil Shepherd. Yeah, really important movie. Yeah, and really um, where Sybil Civil Shepherd has a nude scene. Yes, yes. Uh, and that movie, I would say, kicks off the decade of the 70s for movies. You know, yeah, like it's, it, it's a it, really important sort of movie. Tour kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been yeah. watching that uh, uh, movies uh, documentary, the, the CNN one. Um, right. And uh, I forgot how great the movies of the 70s were. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. really, and, uh, really great. Yeah, Cloris Leachman, Leachman is in it as well. <laughs> I know. Which, Bottoms. It is wild. It's it's and, it, yeah. it's a good movie. It's also yeah. there are bits of it that are disturbing. It's it's yeah. very good. It's very good. Um, right. So uh, on that note, you can follow Steve at Doc Pinko. You can follow me at D Broadbeck. Got it right this week. Uh, anything? Got anything you want to pimp? Anything you want to? You want to? You want to? Um, I. Um, yesterday i guess it was released um i appear on now get it right 78 episodes 30 good ones mm. it's oliver rockside's yes. um star trek show and we talk about patterns of force <gasps> right the nazi yes. one of That's course. um yes. you know and a private little war yeah, the thing about star oh, God, i think there's only one so far completed series that didn't have a Nazi planet episode. And that's yep. TNG. I think the rest yep. of them all did. Yeah. So. rest of them all did. Uh, on that note, uh, let's listen to reach out in the darkness by a friend and lover. And I'll see you next week. Steve. All right. See you.
that part in where's my fucking nose pointer um hello hello peggy pizza house